Welcome to The Green Rush, a podcast about the intersection of cannabis, the capital markets, and culture. On a weekly basis, hosts Anne Donahoe and Nick Opich of KCSA Strategic Communications speak with the business leaders, financial experts, cultural icons, legislators, and generally interesting people moving the cannabis industry forward. This week is a bit of a different show. Anne is speaking with Matthew Anderson, CEO of Vanguard Scientific, and together they are co-hosting a not-to-miss free webinar next Wednesday, April 14th at noon Eastern Standard called Inside the Industry. Together, Anne and Matt will be hosting a five-segment webinar featuring panelists from across legal marijuana. They'll cover everything from technology to consumer packaged goods and from pharma to investment. Head over to VanguardScientific.com to sign up for this free webinar. In the meantime, you can listen as Anne chats with Matthew about what he's been up to at Vanguard Scientific and what listeners can expect from the webinar. Now on to our conversation with Matthew Anderson from Vanguard Scientific. Matthew Anderson, founder and CEO of Vanguard Scientific. Uh, welcome back to the Green Rush. We're excited to have you. Um, can you tell us what you've been up to in the past, let's say, year? Great to be here, Anne. Uh, wow, what a difference a year makes. Uh, <laughs> I had the opportunity to do a lot of uh, interior redesigning with COVID. Um, but no, it all, it all kidding aside, uh, Vanguard's really had a chance to kind of revamp its business practices, uh, looking at the new landscape of this, this industry. There were a lot and of remind, Can you remind everyone what you, what you guys do before? Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, you can edit all this. Yeah. Right. So, um, keep it in Vanguard Shay. <laughs> yeah. Marijuana business daily. Here it comes. Right. Um, no, the uh, Vanguard Scientific, our, our system integrators uh, by trade, we really work with clients in advisory, consulting, and managed services. Uh, from the beginning of our company in 2015 till today, we've gone in an evolution along with the industry, and we, we've really helped clients now uh, in, a, in a prolonged relationship, not only helping them design their facilities and layout their processing equipment, uh, but also defining their operations, uh, their business plans, their processing economics, and then working with them through compliance certification regulation, all the way into final marketing and sales of finished ingredients. We've now been working uh, in this space for six years uh, and we're working across eight continents currently. Well, that's awesome. So this is a little bit of a different pod in that, um, we're actually going to talk about um, a webinar that all of our wonderful listeners can take part in. Um, Matt and I, uh, along with a couple of other people, are co-hosting a webinar called Inside the Industry, Meeting the Buyer Where They Are Today and Understanding Where the Market is Going Tomorrow. So let's talk a little bit about the content here. And then why now? Why, why did you decide to tackle this right now? Yeah, no, great. Um, first off, so excited to have yourself in KCSA as a co-host for this event. 
Um, we're being joined by Stephen Murphy from Prohibition Partners, as well as Doug Peckinpah from BNP Media. Uh, the, the title of the events is meant to capture the idea, you know, understanding where the buyer is today and trying to look into that crystal ball and figure out where the marketplace is going tomorrow. Um, you know, the, anybody that's been in this industry for a period of time rode the wave, or what they call the the dot com bubble of the initial industry. Oh dealt God, with is the, that what we're calling it? <laughs> <laughs> that was in the, the the Wikipedia. If you Google cannabis twenty nineteen, it comes up. Oh, um, well, okay. <laughs> but but if you if you if you if you look at that and then kind of look in the, those that participated in the hemp uh, cultivation here in the United States and kind of felt that supply and demand inelasticity uh, pre-COVID, and then now have gone through uh, what wasn't an essential service business and then moved into essential services and furloughing, uh, and then felt the, the issues around racial discrimination or political tension. Uh, if, if you've been a part of any of that in, in the supply chain, there's been a a lot uh, of change. And so if, you, if you, maybe you were in the space in, in 2019, what we call BC, you know, before COVID, um, and then you come back and look at it today, it looks a lot different. So kind of really just looking to have an event in which we can bring in some trusted participants that have been in the space uh, and, and ask them through four different sessions, you know, what do you see? What are your thoughts? What are your perspectives? and kind of get an otherwise not available mashup of industry views that should really help the listener. That's the point of the show. And before we go one step further, this is April 14th at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time because we are on the West Coast and sometimes we just need to live in Pacific time, right? So it is April 14th. 9 a.m. Pacific time. You can register at vanguardscientific.com and it's free and we'll make sure that we have a link in our show notes. Um, so, you know, you talked about having, you know, 2020 was an experience, right? And I think um, everyone has really learned a lot. So can you talk about the different, you know, buckets that that we're going to be addressing? Because I think there's there are so many different directions you can go. Um, and I'm interested to see why you honed in on these four. Sure, sure. So the first session is titled The Wild Ride of Cannabis 2020 and the Future That's Upon Us. That's kind of like what we were just talking about. But from everything from the pre-COVID industry being young and undeveloped, quarantine and the issues faced with COVID, uh, the cultural development of cannabis being labeled as an essential service, um, the ongoing sales of Cannabis 2.0, reinjections of capital into the industry, sophisticated and non-sophisticated operators trying to compete and then universities and research continuing to kind of further the science behind the product. Uh, that, that's how we're going to open. Uh, then the next session uh, is, is, is the dust settles in 2020. What does the industry look like? Uh, and that really is a capital markets perspective uh, around mergers and acquisitions, the public markets and private equity. Um, for that session, I'm going to be joined with Matt Hawkins, uh, the managing partner of Entourage Effect Capital, Jason Wild, uh, the chairman and CEO of TerraSend, as well as JW Asset Managements, and Todd Harrison as CB1 Capital. And we're going to really take a chance and look and kind of break out what the industry looks like in regards to investments in the capital landscapes. I love it. And I think, um, especially as, I mean, we're recording on the 30th here, and New York State is set to 
officially legalized. I mean, it was voted on, uh, which is great. And I think they're, they're slowly working out their program. So I think it'll definitely be interesting to see what life looks like in a post New York legalization world. Um, and I'd be interested to hear their thoughts there, especially when it comes to capital markets, because you're talking about one of the world's most populous states in the financial capital of the world. So what does that look like? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's really interesting because where the industry's at now with businesses that have been in operation three to four years, whether they're private or public, they have certain return hurdles or, or, or ROI thresholds that they're driving towards. So you've got this whole growth for growth's sake and then growth for industry's sake happening at the same time. So it'd be really interesting to hear Matt's and Jason's perspective on inorganic growth versus organic growth. You know, what Todd can see from M&A and marketplaces to see where, where maybe revenue is being purchased uh, and or where supply chains are finding either collaboration or aggregation from vertical integration. So I think that that specific session is going to be really interesting because they just they live inside of the numbers and the dollars and cents of the industry. Uh, and what a great chance to kind of tap into their mind share. For sure. Um, I also think, you know, one of the, the next sessions um, that you had mentioned that I think is really interesting is consumption trends. Um, and I think uh I think there, we don't really know the full story yet because we're still kind of in it, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see how, um, if we look at this time in like two or three years, what, con what consumption looked like, um, either on a state by state basis, cause it depends on what the heck, where the heck you live. Right. Um, but I also think that, um, edibles is having a moment. I think beverages are having a moment. And I think that, um, with COVID kind of brought down some barriers of, of entry for a lot of people. Um, and now as we're coming out of COVID, there's a lot of anxiety that we're understanding, um, you know, this collective PTSD that's kind of happened. So I think a lot of people are going to really turn to um, consumptions in ways that are not traditional. It's not flour. It's not, you know, um, a joint or a bong. Um, so I think that's going to be really interesting to talk about. Who's going to be on that panel? Am I putting you on the spot? No, no. You, first off, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And and so you, I'm going to be a panelist. Um, you are actually our our hostess with the mostest in this one uh, actual session. Uh, a couple of interesting perspectives that we've asked to join us. Um, Javid Mohseni uh, from Aperon Corporation is a not often talked about group out of Washington State but in the B2B marketplace where you actually had to move large amounts of biomass material and finished products, um, they started with the actual material handling early in 2015 and grew their business online um, and now have a really sophisticated platform that can kind of really see the movement of, of, of product and, and what folks are buying. So he'll join us in that panel. Uh, and then uh, Aaron Merricks, and Aaron's the CEO of a company named Exivus Corporation, Exibus is a managed services provider that works with large operators in their uniform inside of their facilities. Really kind of the unsung heroes of operations, making sure 
the trains are on time, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got a lot of unique perspective because he's actually inside of large operations uh, and seeing what their manufacturing and productization looks like. So, so both of those two panelists, myself, you, and then the, the outsider that we're bringing in, I'm kind of parachuting into the conversations, Doug Peckinpow. And Doug is with an organization called CPX21. And that is the cannabinoid initiative of a large media group that's in consumer packaged goods. So uh, BNP Media has spent a long period of time working in the CPG space with very large global industry participants. And, and he's going to give us a good voice of the outsider, kind of as you lead us through larger buyer consumer trends. And you said it, it is interesting, right? So you're seeing edibles have a moment. I like how you said that at <laughs> beverage, but then also we're kind of going to have some interesting slides for viewers to be kind of understanding correlation of share a shopping cart. If I buy edibles, what else am I buying? Mm. If I buy some flour, what else am I buying? And I, I maybe get some good correlations. Again, the idea is as you go through this, uh, let's call it Netflix uh, seminar episode, virtual summit, whatever we want to call our event, um, there's a larger narrative that the viewer is going to be able to learn uh, from the different speakers that present information. I love it. I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, and then finally, um, well, finally, we're talking the future of the cannabis industry, but I'm going to put you on the spot. What do you think the future holds for the cannabis industry in the next 12 months to 24 months? Wow, you are putting me on the spot. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, well, what I, what I, well, well, there's a number of things that are going to happen. Um, you're going to have uh, investments uh, that need to raise more capital. Uh, they're going to reach their next stage of investment, whether it's their Series B or later rounds. Um, that's called growth investment. So we're going to we're going to have a lot of implications. Those are companies that aren't going to be ready for that capital, but are going to need money. So that's capital calls, uh, and, and we'll see the kind of thinning of the herd or attrition as the market develops. Um, you're going to see competition increase. Uh, as as a drive towards legalization is realized. So yeah, I went out and said it. I think it's legalization, not decriminalization. And I think that New York, as you mentioned, is a huge indicator of that happening. Uh, but what does that mean, right? The day that Anheuser-Busch could ship Budweiser across the country, what happened to the Sam Adams beer sales? So we're going to see that, right? Kraft Distiller versus mm -hmm. large multi-state operator. Um, and then I think that you're going to watch with legalization, you're going to watch heavy regulation. You're fi finally, the FDA and other bodies that have kind of been slapping folks on the wrists are going to come out with their uh, notation book and kind of begin to assess fines for those people that aren't complying because it's going mm -hmm. to be their responsibility to regulate at that point. Um, well, and we haven't really touched on safe banking either. So, I mean, that seems like that's probably a logical next step. Um, you know, how do you think... Is that functionally get us halfway there? Yeah, I think I think legalization uh, and safe banking is a, is a real a real possibility. If, if you find an interim step of de decriminalization, you're still going to have difficulty with the scheduling of the actual plants. Um, one of the biggest problems that is happening at CBD, which we'll unpack, is consumer rates by instance are actually decreasing. So this is pure industrial hemp CBD. And, and the problem is the 
efficacy of pure CBD, um, or I should say the bioavailability, how much of it our body can take. We've all taken vitamin B and watched it move right through our system. The, the, the bioavailability of CBD is limited without some of the other minor phytocannabinoids, some that might be psychoactive, such as THC. So, so as the science advances, you're going to see this market have a capability for these, what we would call off the shelf products to really begin to provide the relief that some of these early CBD products have promised, but maybe fell in a little short of the banking act's going to enable that. I know it's a very roundabout way to come to it, but mm-hmm. online sales, stability of supply chain, uh, commitment and investment into large marketing campaigns, uh, and actual clinical trials that can prove out some, some benefit for the patient or user, um, are all going to kind of be results of that safe banking access and legalization bridge that we're getting ready to walk across. So, uh, you know, we talked cannabis, uh, the future of cannabis, but what's the future of CBD? Do you think it, it, it will be as big given, um, you know, the addition of some of these other cannabinoids that help with this overall bioavailability or the entourage effect? Or do you think that people are just going to skip it and be like, I'm going to do a low THC product with high CBD. And, you know, so I guess, okay, that's a, this is a rambling question. Is, is CBD isolate a thing of the past? It is a gateway to the future. Um, and, and, and I, and That's I, and such I, a better way to put it. Okay. And I might, I might be in the industry, um, but, but no, it really is right. So, so as a regular regulatory environment moves from no cannabinoid acceptance in their society, they have to baby step normalization into the cultural conversation. We're working with clients in Asia currently and, and in Oceania, and they're going through this process. So uh, CBD isolate uh, has efficacy to a certain degree. It'll help and in, in, in alleviate some uh, light symptomatic uh, benefits and outcomes. The, the entourage effect, the ability for THC, terpenes, and other minor phytocannabinoids and hydrosols really unlock different parts of the endocannabinoid system. Um, and that's what science is proving out. So as you get comfort levels with regulations and understanding on how they can control supply chain and trace these controlled products or regulated products, uh, we will begin to see uh, expansion into the, what we call the ingredient panel or label approvals. Um, internationally, they call them monographs, but I, I think the answer to your question, I think it's bigger actually. Um, I, it, it may not be clear today, but I think the total market availability for cannabinoids, um, really moves into this natural supplement revolution and nutraceutical revolution. This idea that these natural plants in combination can help heal the body and you don't need artificially manufactured. I think not only is there going to be truth in medicine, you're going to see it prove out, but I think you're going to watch these demographics like lifestyles of health and sustainability, folks that go to Whole Foods, folks that care about what's in their body, really, really quickly adopting this. Oh, it's natural. I really like that concept. Mm -hmm. And they're going to speak with their wallet because of it. I love it. Well, I'm super excited for this panel. Um, Are we missing anything? Anything else our listeners should know? It's free. It's yeah, free. so this is, this is a free event. It's a it's a free event. Um, last year in 2020, we had a, a webinar series that had very strong attendance. The concept was we kind of got um, yourself and, and Stephen and, and Doug around the table and we said, look, 
there's so many webinars out there. How do we, how do we make sure we have an event that's just enough, kind of that Goldilocks zone that the viewers show up and they say, well, I learned something that was good knowledge. The, the communication leading up to it and following it isn't inundations of noise. We're not going to be selling anything during the webinar. We, we really hope to create an environment amongst this kind of sea of consistent webinars in which you can say, oh yeah, that was really worth my time. I'm going to sign back on. So um, you and no small part are a huge driver for this as are the other hosts. And yeah, I, I'm real excited about it. Well, likewise. Um, and thanks for inviting me to participate. So um, just want to reiterate, it is April 14th, uh, 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon Eastern time, if that's your time zone. Um, uh, head over to vanguardscientific.com. The homepage has a re free registration there. We'll make sure that we have a link in the show notes. And what we'd also probably like to do is put a link to some of the past webinars that you guys have done because they've been really interesting. They've been really um They've been really specific to the topic. So they're not these broad, like wide ranging conversations that meander. They're very specific. So um, I think a lot of people who are who are in the industry would um, it would make sense for them to maybe revisit some of those. So we'll be happy to do that, too. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I'm looking forward to it on the 14th. Uh, you joining me for the morning and afternoon session, as well as the buyer's journey. I think it's going to be a great time. Love it. Thanks so much, Matthew.